Hi, and welcome back to the Never Manage Alone podcast. I'm joined today by Harpal, last season, uh, last season regular. How are you doing, Harpal? Yeah, I'm I'm good, Paul. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm perfect. Been really busy, to be honest with you, with work and stuff, and uh, um, staying away actually uh, this weekend, uh, taking taking a punt, and um, you know, going to go through all the testing and stuff to to get myself out to sunny Spain for a couple of weeks. So looking forward to that, and you know, just had a bit of good news with my daughter's A-level results and stuff. So just been busy, personal, you know, my personal life. And of course, um, you know, during the summer I was watching the uh, European Championships, uh, you know, Euro 20, the the Euro 2020, the fabled, you know, year delayed European Championships and, um, you know, saw England get through to the final, but ultimately fall at the final hurdle. Uh, but other than that, yeah, all good, you know, just, yeah, just happy to be busy and stuff, uh, you know. So uh, what about yourself? Uh, all good as well? Yeah, doing good. Yeah, um, looking forward to the new season. Um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't think it'll be quite the same as last season with COVID, but it's still, as we know, it's still a big part of our lives. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit more normal, but it's uncertain still. You know, I think we have to be prepared for ups and downs with COVID, and players are going to be isolating. We see it in our everyday life. It's going to hit. It hits players as well, doesn't it? People are going to. Um, have to isolate and then um, you know might be out of action so you have all these things to navigate as well but uh, yeah it's a good it's a good time to have some time off anyway and um, enjoy the beginning of the season. Yeah definitely and it's come around very quickly Paul hasn't it really I mean I think obviously during the summer break with the European Championships um, happening um, and the fact that there was some crowd there as well and it, it looks like we're getting back to some form of normality a little bit um uh, it's been a, a tremendous turnaround and i think one of the one of my worries is, is player burnout actually paul and i don't know what your thoughts on it are but you know there was a congested season last year then then you had kind of a, you know some some players took part in the olympics as well and then you obviously had the european championships and now the season kicks off again and then you know you've got the world cup on the horizon um so just, I guess, a bit worried about player burnout. I think a lot of managers will have to think about that as well and think that managers may rotate a little bit more. I mean, we all know Pep, Pep Guardiola and his, and his uh, roulette wheel, but I think we might see lots of managers actually trying to protect their players, uh, especially when you think about European competition, Champions League and uh, the Europa League and then this new kind of Mickey Mouse competition that Spurs are in. Um uh, it should be interesting. So, yeah, I think that 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 will have to be factored in by by managers. Uh, you know, the, the fact that players, I don't think there's going to be many players that you could rely on that are going to play in week in week out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the the European um, fixtures are always a bit of a headache as well, and it is a it is a big consideration when picking FBL teams um, and players. But I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, it depends on squad size, like you say, and then the whole COVID on top of that, it is a bit of a minefield. But one we're going to just have to navigate, I think, you know, step by step. I have to go into it uh, with an open mind, but be prepared to have to mix things up a bit. Um, yeah, I think um, I think as well, Paul, I think the, the, the strange thing is, and what you have to factor in is as well, is a, is a transfer window, right? That doesn't close till uh, September the 1st or, or the first week of September. So you have to factor in your squad and think about, if if there's if there's, there's any player movement as well, and you know you may want to bring someone in, and they may move somewhere else, or you know someone may come in from abroad, for instance, and uh, so you've got to kind of factor that in as well. So 
Uh, you know, there's been a little bit of, you know, the, the transfer market hasn't kicked off yet. There's been that one big transfer with Grealish, uh, but really it's been quite quiet. So, you know, be prepared to see that that kick off as well. And, uh, you know, the, that, that there may be some players that, that are not in, that are not obviously not in this league at the moment that may join and may, you, know, you may want to bring in. So, yes, yeah, a lot to think about, actually, for the first month, I would say, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll dive straight in. I mean, you know, the the deadline's tomorrow now. It's on Friday. So um, this is, you know, preview, preview of the game week one. But obviously, it's a new season. You know, I think when going into these selections, we're not just looking at obviously one game week and bringing in the old transfer where, you know, it's, we're starting from scratch where it's in a new season, like I say. Um, I mean, really, we're looking at the first kind of, at least five, ten fixtures, aren't we, really? I mean, you know, there's teams that definitely have uh, easier fixtures earlier on, so you really want to capitalise on those as soon as possible. Obviously, I know it evens out over the season, but you want to get in quickly, don't you, and, and get points on the board. So that's kind of what we're looking for here, and that definitely plays in a lot of people's minds. So, Harpo, I've got your um, team that you sent me here, and um, I drafted up one myself. I'm sure this isn't kind of set in stone. It's probably going to move around a lot until the final deadline, but I've got um, a bit of a basis here, and there's a lot of um, similarities across the team. So we'll kind of go through it um, bit by bit. Um, we'll actually work backwards, I think, um, going into this season. So we'll start off with the kind of striker situation. Um, from From everything I've looked out, uh, at the moment, it seems like it's a it's going to be a bit of a year for the budget strikers. Um, again, I know obviously Harry Kane, he's the kind of is the premium pick up, up top. You know, the most joint expensive player in the game. Um, a little bit ambiguous and a bit, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the situation yet. Is he going to move to City? Is he going to actually feature in game week one for either side? Um, looks like he's staying at the moment, but anything can change. So. A lot of people have kind of put off Kane. I can see he's not in your team as well, Harpal. So what's your kind of thoughts on Kane and, and the kind of budget striker situation? So, um, as you know, uh, last year, I think, um, you know, one of my successes was having Kane and, and, and Son and their partnership. Um, and and I think the way that Mourinho set up kind of uh, was conducive to that. But uh, now with obviously the change of manager, Nuno playing slightly differently, uh, a bit of a cloud around um, Harry, the fact that he's played a lot of games, he's pretty much played every game for England. Um, and then obviously you've got this uh, issue, will he or won't he? Um, and I think he just turned up, you know, and then there was, you know, did he or did he not turn up to training? And then you've got the game coming up. He's not featured much in, in pre-season. Uh, my feeling is he's not going to start on Sunday, personally, um, for 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 reasons that you know yourself you've mentioned and I've mentioned because that, that that transfer may still happen at the moment it doesn't look like it but I, I feel that he may may well be on the bench I think 12.5 million is is it's a lot of money really it's more expensive than he was last year I thought last year actually his value I can't remember what he what he was last year but he he was good value last year I think he was around about the same price as Aguero so probably around about the 11 11 and a half million mm-hmm. initially um yeah I think 12.5 just seems a bit expensive for me and you know with with premium assets you can only have perhaps a couple tops and you've really got to look at the budget options and, and I think the budget options actually look really good this year um you know with with Grealish going of course to to Manchester City for the 100 million mark Ings has moved over he's done particularly well at Southampton I think he's at a better side uh, Villa 
kept plenty of clean sheets, created enough chances. Obviously, they're going to lose the, uh, a little bit of that with the loss of Grealish, but you know they've, they've also brought in Buendia, who did pretty well in his debut season with Norwich a couple of years back. I, you know, I don't really watch the first division, but I'm pretty certain he probably posted some good numbers there as well. So, um, you know, the feeling is I think he will do well. So, you know, in my draft at the moment, I've got Ings in there. Um, yeah, but to answer your question, I'm going to stay away from from uh, from Harry Kane for a while. Yeah, I think I, I won't be looking to bring Harry Kane in until after the transfer window slams shut. Um, and then it depends who he's playing for at that moment in time. So, yeah, that, that in a nutshell, yep, he's not going to be in my side. I may try to factor him in after September, but for now, it's going to be the budget options, as you say. Yeah, there is a big gap there as well. Um, you know, you mentioned a few names there. Um, Danny Ings, obviously the big one coming across from um, Southampton's Aston Villa, a bit of a shock transfer. I mean, he look, he is the highest owned, um, I think he's the highest owned forward in the game now. You know, he's 8 million, you know, it's, it's considerably cheaper than Kane. Um, Aston Villa, you know, this is a key one as well. They've got some good early fixtures, Watford, Newcastle and, and Brentford. So people are trying to get in early there. Uh, I mean, Ings had a strong season last time out with a not so great Southampton side. So he should improve on those numbers as well. Obviously, Grealish is a big miss, but you mentioned Buendia, who I know who's in your team at the moment, 6.5 million. Looks like one of the better, um, cheaper options in midfield, um, definitely. Um, elsewhere up top I see you have uh, Vidra you know 5.5 million you kind of know what you're getting there Um, there's not a lot of great players around um, at that kind of price point as well I mean um, you have to go up slightly higher to kind of get someone else you've got that over Femi Southampton who's a a real budget option at 4.5 otherwise you know you've got players who are kind of pop-it players so Vidra doesn't look bad for that um Calvert-Lewin as well, a bit of an interesting one that you've got there. Um, a little bit, you know, the same price as Ings, 8 million. Um, obviously, we know a little bit more what you're getting with Calvert-Lewin. I don't think that's a bad price. Everton, again, uh, another team that don't have bad fixtures. Um, you know, they've got a lot of the likes of like Southampton, Burnley, um, Brighton, Norwich, and then Aston Villa and Leeds, which could be high-scoring games. So, you know, out of the top seven or eight fixtures, they've got some, you know, decent ones as well. Um, I've got a, cu- a couple of different players here. So I quite like the look of uh, Brentford's uh, Ivan Tony, um, 6.5 million. Um, I think he'll have a good season. A lot of the way they play goes through him, you know, a great scoring record in the championship. I know it doesn't equate to the same, but for the price, I think I'm going to take a punt and he's very uh, popular at the moment as well. Um, Callum Wilson, 7.5 million. It's a little bit more expensive than I would want, but I'm looking at Newcastle's early fixtures and they don't have a bad uh, bad run as well. Um, and then the other option I've got that you haven't got half for is Antonio, um, 7.5 million. Yeah, uh, I'm a little bit worried by Europe with West Ham this year. I don't think they're going to be as effective in the league. But um, again, another team that have decent enough early fixtures. Um, are you tempted by Antonio? I I very much like Antonio and I, I thought about Antonio long and hard um, and I, I think he's been terrific since he's transitioned up front. He's really strong, post good numbers. I'm always worried about an injury with him and he seems to get lots of muscular injuries. Um, and so my concern would be again, as you as you said, they're in I think they're in the Europa League. Um, so mm-hmm. they've got they've got a they've got a battle on two fronts. Um, 
So um, there could be a little bit of rotation. You're never guaranteed for, to to get six games in a, in a row out of him. As and as much as I think he's a very explosive player, and I think value is he's fantastic at seven and a half million pounds. I'm just concerned a little bit about uh, about injuries and 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 sometimes he can take a little bit of t- he he's like he has these hot flashes. Um, so he he could he could go you know, three or four games and do nothing, and then all of a sudden. He'll have a, a period of six games where he'll, he'll like bang in a couple of goals every match or get a goal and assist or, or, or throw in a hat-trick, perhaps. Um, so I do like him. Um, but at the moment, you know, I've just I, because of Calvert-Lewin doing so well previously last year, early early on, and, and the fact that the fixtures are pretty good and, and you know, Danny Ings, like you said, um, you, you know what you get with him. He, he's, a, he's a goal scorer. Uh, and with Vidra, he just did well last year. Actually, I thought we, he came in on the side and towards the back end, he offered quite a fair bit. Didn't offer that many that many goals per se, um, uh, but yeah, he, he, like you said, you know what you get with him, he's, he, and you know what you get with Burnley. So I've just kind of just decided with them three. But yeah, I like you know I like the look of Tony as well, uh, Brentford, and like you said, you know you could you, you could say he's almost comparable to Bamford. You know, Bamford came up last year. I think he was around the six and a half million. I think Bamford was 5.5 actually last year. And, you know, what a bargain he turned out to be. So there's nothing wrong with looking looking at that. And he's, like you said, he's a, he's a big lad as well. And uh, he leads blind well. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's plenty of options. It's just trying to trying to pick the right options, right? It's just trying to look at, look at early fixtures. Because most people are going to have, a draft squad, and then they're going to look to 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 you know to use one of their chips within probably the first ten game weeks to refresh their squad anyway. So I think like you said, it's it's trying to get make advantage of the early fixtures. So, uh, but Antonio, yeah, I, I do like him. Probably not enough to to think about bringing him in for the for the for my initial squad. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit, hes- you know, if it was a little bit cheaper as well, you know, a million cheaper it would be different. Now he's quite an established forward. He's 7.5 million. Okay, it's a reasonable price. He's in that mid-range with a lot of strikers. But, yeah, he's competing with a lot of people as well. You know, he's only 0.5 cheaper than Bamford. Bamford had a great season last year. Uh, Bamford is, you know, rightly so popular at the moment. I'm a little bit hesitant to bring him in at the moment just because I did see a little bit of rotation um, towards the end of last season. And I know that's, you know, I know he's obviously going to play still, but I know you've got players like Rodrigo that can play and, that, you know, Bielsa wasn't afraid to mix it up a bit. So Bamford is, we know how explosive he can be. He can get a hat-trick. Um, it's a difficult one, you know, and then other players around the same bracket, like Iniacho, done great for Leicester. You know, they've got some reinforcements up front now with, with Daka. So still fancy him to play, but... He's not the proposition he was for me. So I do think that Ings, I think Ings is really good value. Um, Eight million, I think he's kind of, he can be your kind of most expensive, most prominent goal scorer in your team. Um, Yeah, I'm not convinced with Wilson or Antonio. I might move one of them cheaper and then bump one of them up a little bit. That's probably what I'll plan to do. But there's a lot of players around the same price point. So you have to go a little bit cheaper um, to kind of get any value. And then obviously you've got um, Timo uh, Puki from Norwich. We, we know about him. Uh, he had a great early start to the season. Um, then he obviously petered off. There was that whole pookie party. So he might be someone worth actually having a punt on. But the problem is, it's not looking good for Norwich early on. They've got Liverpool, Man City, 
Leicester, Arsenal in their first four. I just don't, <laughs> you just wouldn't back them in those games, would you? Let's be honest. Um, especially Liverpool, Man City, first two games. It, it's a difficult, it's a difficult run um, for him, especially early doors. So I think that's putting a lot of people off. Um, and then moving back, you know, moving a step back now to the midfield. So interestingly, we've got quite a few, we actually four of our five players are exactly the same. So we've both gone, both gone Salah, um, both gone Fernandez, Rafinha, um, and Gilmore. So it's quite interesting. Your, your other choice is Buendia and mine is Son. Um, obviously, that means our defence is going to you know vary quite a bit. Um, I mean, Salah. I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about him. He is guaranteed two hundred points plus a year, isn't he? Even though he had some kind of uh, some bad run of form last year, he's still got amazing points um he's not someone you're going to bet against Liverpool have great fixtures early on you've got that game to Norwich and Burnley and then they've got Crystal Palace and Brentford early on as well I mean Salah can score in any game and he can easily pick up a brace and hat trick so I think Salah's looking like the captain choice this time around I think that's fair to say um he's he's in high demand at the moment um and, and rightly so he's got a proven track record so um Gilmore is an interesting one um, 4.5 million Harpool. I mean, we don't have, there isn't a lot of players in that um, price point. I mean, last year I went for Socek at 5 million and just, you know, wanted to go up and it was a good move. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of great players at 5 million either. So I think it has to be a 4.5 million player. Yeah, I I agree actually. I mean, I, I looked long and hard, um, and I just like when you got two big hitters right in Fernandez and and Salah, you know, who combined are, you know, what is it, twenty four point five? You've got to then kind of kind of marry your team up with uh, you know a couple of uh, a couple of other options, right? And um, you know, Rafinha did well last year, so. Um, he, you know, everyone expects him to have a good season. Wendy, uh, he's, he's a placeholder, really, actually, for me. Um, I'm pretty certain I'm going to take him out for Deli Ali, actually. So I think Deli Ali will probably take that spot at six and a half million. Um, just because, obviously, I've been watching, I'm a Spurs man, and I've been watching our pre-seasons, and um, he's starting to crop up in areas that Deli Ali should be crept, uh you know, cropping up in. So I suspect that he may get a few early goals, hopefully. I know, I know we play Man City first, but, you know, I think our fixtures and we've got, you know, Arsenal and Chelsea, but, you know, if, if, if anyone's going to score from midfield, it's, it's going to be, um, you know, Deli Ali. Uh, so, um, so that, 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 that might be one for me to, to, to have a swap there, but yeah, Gilmore, I just think he did, um, he did quite well as well in, in, in the Euros as well. And I just think, um, I think at 4.5 million, he's a guy that should play for Norwich and um, he's good to have like as a first sub on your on your bench in case one of your uh, midfielders don't play. You know, he, he'll play a game. So um, I think, yeah, there's, there's no point spending any kind of... You're not going to get much more value by spending any more money, I feel. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and you're going to need that, you know, as you know, you're going to need the, the 4.5 million pound goalkeeper and, and the 4.5 million pound midfielder and perhaps even a, a 4.5 million um, striker, if you if you're gonna you know, if you want to balance your squad out and have a, a strong starting eleven, so yeah, uh, yeah so that's, yeah, Gil, that, that's, that's he's the reason. He's gonna play a lot, is he, either, Gilmore? I mean, he's gonna come into our teams every now and then. He's you know he looks like he's gonna play for Norwich week in week out. You know, it's generally a guaranteed two points per game. He is quite young, so 
I might, you know, I might go to someone like Basuma for 4.5 million. I do worry about, you know, these holding midfielders and their discipline and things like that. You know, the last thing I want is a red card when I draft them in or something like that. It needs to be someone like just solid that can just come in, get two points. I mean, Gilmore is a talented player. He can probably get the old assist, the old goal. Um, otherwise, you've got players like Brownhill. Again, you know, steady, steady Eddie type players. Um, but it's going to have to be one of them, isn't it? And Gilmore does look, he doesn't look bad value. Um, you know, he's quite a young lad who's skillful. So he... He could he, he could surprise a few people maybe, and I think that's what we're hoping for. Um, I agree on Rafinha. I think he's actually my number one Leeds asset. I do prefer him to Bamford. Actually, he got you know sixteen goal involvements last year. Um, had a great season. Six point five million. I think that's I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, again, there's not there's quite a few good players at six point five. You've got Smith Rowe at Arsenal, who's now in the number ten position. It's not a bad. Um, price, but I think Rafinha is a little bit more proven from last year, so that's kind of why he's just edged it over that for me. Um, and then I do like Buendia as well um, for Aston Villa, but I'm a little bit hesitant, especially if I go for Ings. I've already got um, cover there as well. So Deli Ali's not a bad punt to be honest with you. I mean, let's have a look at his um, let's have a look at his ownership. Um, he, he's starting to look a little bit more like the Deli of old, isn't he? Um, you know, coming in late runs into the box. He's been doing that in pre-season. Um, 6.5 million. He's got he's a real differential at just over a percent ownership. I mean, it could be a great move. Yeah, I just think um he's 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 drifted, right? He's he's just he's just not done much for a couple of years. But yeah, a peak Deli Alley, you know, 50 plus goals in the Premier League in his first few seasons at, at Spurs, you know, he was scoring a goal every three games. Um, so the talent's definitely there. I think um, he just wasn't putting the effort in. But you know, this year he he seems to have that glint in his eyes. He seems to have definitely bulked up a little bit. He seems to have strengthened himself up a bit. And you know, I watched the friendly game against Arsenal, and um, you know, he basically should have scored two goals. I'm not sure how he hasn't actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he hit the post when he should really have been hitting the net. So. Uh, just based on that and the fact that he, you know, he scored against MK Dons as well. He, he may have scored another. I mean, I haven't followed every game, but I know he scored against MK Dons. Um, he, I think he laid on an assist for Son as well. So that's, when you think about the numbers he's he was posting a couple of years back, you know, 6.5, if he kind of hits the ground running, you, you're talking about a proven Premier League asset, actually. So um, I just um, yeah, yeah, I've just got a sneaky suspicion, and 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 I just think he's he's going to play week in week out actually under Nuno. Uh, Nuno. I think he's one that will play. Uh, I don't, you know, he was obviously he wasn't playing under Mourinho, but I think he will actually play. And and then you know coming back to if Kane does leave, um, you, you, where the goal's going to come from really? So um, you know he'll have to step up to the plate as well. So yeah, um, yeah I just think six and a half. I just think, actually when I think about it, six and a half million pound for a, a, someone who scored fifty plus goals in the Premier League. Seems quite cheap, actually. Yeah, it's, he's a forgotten man, isn't he? In a way, I mean, I was looking at his stats when you were just going through it, and he's, yeah, he has great stats. He's scored, you know, double digits in a couple of seasons back to back, or nearly, you know, nearly in three seasons in a row. I mean, it's pretty impressive. He's just really, obviously, you know, he really was overlooked under Mourinho, wasn't he? And there was problems there, but it hasn't taken away necessarily his ability. So. That is that's pretty good. If you're looking for a Spurs cover, I mean, you know that that is interesting. And you know the difference we have in my team and yours is that I have I did go for Son. Um, he's ten million. He is a premium pick. He's what a million more than he was last year. Um, you know, I love the player. He's a great player. Um, 
he's going to score goals. And I was thinking, well, if Kane's not going to play, a bit like what you say, you know, who's going to score the goals? Um, Son has been deployed in that number nine position as well. So I do think he's going to get goals. You know, he's going to easily hit double digits for goals. Um, but I don't know how productive Spurs are going to be. So I'm a little bit hesitant on Son at the moment, but especially if Kane's not going to be playing or if he's going to move on, then I'm I'm quite keen on to have him in the team, basically. But it means I'm not going to have any premium strikers. You know, even if Lukaku joins the league, it's probably going to be out of my price point. Um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Lukaku. And this came back to the, the point I mentioned about transfers. Um, obviously, that one's gone through. And I've been keeping an eye on Lukaku as well, just to see what price he comes in at. Because, you know, I may... Um, you know, I may um, make a few kind of changes to, to draft him in if, if he's in a price. He may be available already. When I last checked, I couldn't see a price for him. But, you know, if he comes in at what? If he came in at 10 million, I think I'd be looking to bring him in. But, um, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to work out that out. But, you know, he, yeah, he's he done really well. You know, could, I mean, he is an established goal scorer. He's established in the Premier League as well. I mean, you know, 10 million seems fair. Um, it's about two and a half cheaper than Kane. I mean, he would be my preference for for that money, right? Uh, Chelsea look like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. He's proven. Um, he's got some great players around him. You know, just going back to the midfield options, you know, I, there are players like Mount who I like to look off, 7.5. You've got Havertz. That looks like he's getting better and better all the time, 8.5. Um, you've got another budget player in Sacra at 6.5. So there definitely are, the, the options are really in midfield and that's where people are going to have differences. Um, another player who, done well last year that we kind of not forgotten about but is uh Harvey Barnes from Leicester seven million again he's just you know near the cheap point still um you know a bit of a mid pick as well but same price as Madison but I do like the look of Barnes more to be honest with you um he's looking good um to be honest with you he's someone that I would like to get into the team um I do highly rate him I think he you know he done great last year before the injury um what something like nine goals set up five? I mean, it's good output, isn't it? Yeah, Harvey Barnes. You uh, strange enough, I had him at, in my team at points as well, and um, I, I do like him. But what I found was Brendan was just a, a bit erratic with his um, choices. It wasn't Harvey Barnes wasn't playing all the time, and then of course he got the injury as well. I'd uh, I'd like to see him to I'd like to see him play week in week out before I could consider actually thinking of bringing him in but yeah I do understand where you're coming from the the stats you've just you know pinged over um are good stats right they're Delhi Ali so you know Delhi Ali got nine goals and, and five assists so I'll be over the moon at six and a half million pound right yeah, so um bit, yeah, yeah so so you know them they, you know they're the kind of stats you really want from a, a mid pick you know from your six and six and a half seven seven million pound midfielder if you could get perhaps double digits and a and a few assists you know uh, uh, when you work it out per million per points, you know, probably wouldn't be far off some of the the top picks, right? So, um, so yeah, I, I do like him. I think he's a good player. He, he does pop up, um, you know, pop up with goals and assists. So, someone, yeah, I, I, yeah, probably until you mention it, I probably didn't even think about. But uh, you, you know, making me think yeah, about drafting a new yeah. side now. Yeah, I mean, he's not on my in my side at the moment, but he's someone I'm keeping an eye on. There's a few players like that. You know, it's. We mentioned about strikers. I mean, I have I've got Wilson and Antonio and Tony, so I'm keeping an I'm keeping an eye on. You know, Ings is obviously the big one I'm keeping an eye on. Um, that's pretty much it up top. Um, but yeah, in midfield, there's so many players to keep an eye on. You know, Saka, Smith Rowe for me. Um, you know, Havertz, Mount, 
Um, yeah, and then like I say, Barnes as well. Um, I'm not. I do like the look of Jota for seven point five, but I do worry a little bit about selection as well. Um, that's why you know we've got Salah. He's the kind of don, isn't he? Really for for Liverpool picks, and um, that's you know I think that's the direction everyone's gone in, but. The only one I'm, you know, still not settled on it's because he has such a high price is uh, Bruno. So Bruno Fernandez, 12 million this year. He's gone up a couple of million since last year. You know, he had a great season. Um, I think the most points in the game. So it is kind of justified that he's at that price. But 18 goals, 14 assists. I mean, again, it's, you know, 200 plus point season, nearly 250. So I do like the look of him. Um, will Manu get as many penalties this year as he did last year? I'm not so sure um they're still a great side and they're improving and they you know you're going to back them to be in the top four if not second again um are you do you any do you have any kind of small thoughts about moving him on for someone cheaper you know even for another united player i mean they brought sancho in he's um 9.5 million expensive but you know considerable amount cheaper than fernandez um, Rashford looks to be carrying an injury at the moment, so not overly attracted by him and his form. But, you know, you've got Greenwood there for 7.5 million as well. Um, I am half tempted to take him out and downgrade him um, for another man new asset, basically. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good shout. I mean, uh, this team is literally a placeholder team. Just um, so I looked at it and I thought, right, I want Fernandes in, I want Salary in, I want, you know, this person in. But, I'm going to make a few changes. Fernandez could, you know, if it's a, a straight choice between Salah and Fernandez, Salah all day long for me. Um, I just think he offers a lot more. Um, and you know, last year, 18 of 18 goals, probably, I don't know, 12 of them were probably penalties, right? So if 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 Man United don't get as many penalties, is, is the output going to be as good? You know, you're not sure. Um, so Fernandez, yeah, that, that may be one that may change, actually. Um, and bring someone else in, whether it'll be a Man United uh, asset, I'm not sure. Uh, I will look at it at the moment. I think he, he just stays in. He's just he just gets a nod. And plus, at 12 million, if you, if, you know, if he he shouldn't lose value right on him. So yeah, I can't imagine him losing much value. In fact, he'll probably go up in value. So you know, there's always the option of you know taking him out. You know, if he doesn't hit the ground running. You could always ping him out and uh, free up some funds to bring That's someone true, else yeah. in. So um, there's a good point, actually. That is a real key point. You know, you've got to think about. You don't want to leave too much money in on in your in your kind of bank. Um, you need to spend that, you know, and have that value in your team. It's so much easier to downgrade a player, a premium player, than it is to bring them in. Um, you know, if you've built your team more balanced than that you can't suddenly just bring them in in one game week. Um, you know, it's harder to do that with premium players, you know, especially ones like that, that they're rarely priced at in the game. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, he was one of my first names in the, in the team sheet. I thought, you know, he's going to be on penalties still. He's going to set up a lot of goals. I, I just wonder, you know, is luck going to run out of penalties a bit? Even though they, you know, they, you know, penalties are penalty at the end of the day and they've still got players like Sancho to come in and cause havoc. I'm just a little bit, I'm trying to weigh up that, you know, huge price basically. But, you know, if he if he performed the same again as he did last year, um, he'd be, you know, no question asked, he'd, he'd be in the team. So I think that's one of the key differences with our team. I've got Sun in there who's another premium pick, and that's kind of affected my defence a little bit. Um, and this is something I'm probably definitely gonna change. So going back to defenders, um, Alexander Arnold, you know, again the 
reliable, consistent pick. Um, Liverpool obviously started off poorly last year. Um, Alexander-Arnold wasn't doing well, but as the season went on, we were just reminded again, you know, of what he can do. Um, you know, he, it was just like assist after assist, wasn't it? You know, towards the end of the year. Um, 7.5 million. It's really expensive for a defender, but in the grand scheme of things, a, def- a 7.5 million player getting that, you know, amount of goals or sorry, setting up that amount of goals. I think that's really good value for money, isn't it? And I'm kind of think I'm going to have to get him into the team somehow. Um, yeah, I mean, he he was the first person I actually picked. Um, and he was the first person I picked last year as well, strangely enough. Um, and he didn't start too well. And then I removed him out of the side and it was real, real difficult to get him back in again. Um, so like you said, when you get a premium asset, it's better to start with them than trying to bring them in because it, it it takes time. You know, you've got you've, you've got to work uh, a few weeks in uh, you know up up front. You've got to kind of factor in the, the results and and the fixtures and then try to budget it in. But for me, Alexander Arnold scores points of a midfielder and he's a defender, and I think that's where he wins out for me. I mean, he seven point five million is better value than seven million pound midfielders in my opinion. Uh, he he offers that much going forward. Plus the, and, uh, yeah, plus he gets clean sheets as well, doesn't he? I mean, last year, even with them not doing well, he got 10 clean sheets. The year before, it's 14. The year before, 16. You know, that's suddenly, the, you know, if you're adding four points each of those, that's a huge uh, score, isn't it? I mean, he got 200-plus points a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, it wasn't as high last year because of their early poor form, but... Even if he got, he'd at least get the same in clean sheets again. So even if you said that was 12, you know, that's suddenly an extra 50 points nearly just for clean sheets. And that's no other player can really achieve that. Um, he still set up eight goals last year, but I think they all came towards the end of the season. So, yeah, I think he has to come in the team. You've got Robertson, who's seven million. He had a good season as well, but he's injured at the moment. So it makes people's decisions a lot easier. I mean, Robertson looks like he's out for a month now. So... Um, he got similar stats to um, Trent last year. Um, so it kind of makes it easier. Uh, we've both gone sure. I think everyone in the game has as well. I mean, it looks like an easy decision. He had a great Euros. Um, he had a great season last time. Um, yeah, I mean, 5.5 million as well. You know, it's it's a decent mid-range pick um, also. But he's the highest known player in the game. I think it's 55%. Um, definitely in defence anyway. So... Um, that kind of says it all, doesn't it, really? That kind of tells you everything you need to know. Um, I, an interesting one I went for, I, I did go for a couple of players at the 4 million mark, and obviously that's how I afforded the ones higher up the pitch. Um, I went for that uh, Samikas, that plays with Liverpool. So obviously, like I say, Robertson looks like he's out for about a month at least. Um, who knows? It could be longer. Um, this uh, Samikas, um, young left-back, 4 million. Um, he's ownership's gone up high I mean even if I have him for you know four or five games I think that's quite a good investment to be honest with you it's only a four million pound defender as well so you know I can quickly switch to someone who's you know suddenly steps up and plays anywhere else um, and I've gone for um, Amatu um, from Leicester you know Fafana had that unfortunate leg break so um, that means I could go for someone like Amity, who's you know actually cheaper and will play for a few months at least. So that's kind of my strategy there. Um, I've seen you've gone for Cody um, and Luke Ireland from uh, Leeds. So both 4.5 million picks as well. Um, I think they have quite good fixtures as well. So I think that's quite a smart move. I think Wolves have good fixtures and 
and, and Leeds too. Um, do you think you're going to change anything else at the back? Uh, we've both got Luca Dean as well, so similar to Shaw, similar price point. Um, at the moment, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, if I do, yeah, now, now that you mentioned the couple of four million pound players, uh, I'm thinking, you know, is there is there room to bring bring in, you know, maybe the Leicester asset you mentioned and save one one point five million and use that to, yeah, maybe bring someone else in up front or you know see if I can, uh, yeah, bring in Lukaku or what what not. I think him. Um, Tomorrow, obviously, is the, the deadline, so I'll, I'll probably be a lot of tinkering. I think a lot of managers will be doing a lot of tinkering. Um, but it, I, the, the, the thing is, people kind of often neglect um, the, the, the clean sheets, like, as you mentioned, with Trent. Um, and I think if you get these premium assets, not only do they get you the assists, but they also get you the clean sheets. Everton are not bad at the back. You know, Dina will get you the odd assist and perhaps the odd goal as well. So it's like a double whammy of points, and, and you know, Shaw just talk, you know, speaks for himself. So, you know, the, the potential of clean sheets and assists as well. And mm-hmm. Cody, he he does pop up with the odd goal here and there, and and Aliens very similar. He he's he's up and down as well, and um, you know, provides the odd assist there. And I think he even scored a couple of goals last year, right? And and Leeds uh, not bad a defensive unit, so you could expect a few clean sheets. So you know, that was my rationale behind it. I wanted I wanted to get points from from defence. So I didn't want to just get a four million pound player and just hope that they one no they're not going to offer me nothing going forward. And two, I, you know, if, if they get a clean sheet, it's like a bonus. Um, yeah. I, I didn't really want that. What I want is I want players that can perhaps game changes that can you know, you know a Trent, uh, Alexander Arnold could score a goal, set up an assist, and get a clean sheet, and that's double digits in points in a game week. So, you know, when you start thinking if you could get them kind of points from your defence, it really puts you in a in, in a good position. So it's trying to get the I'm trying to just get a well balanced side because you know not your premium assets, if they let you down one game week, you want someone else to step up and you know, get you the that that level of points that you need. So yeah, it's 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 a fine balancing act. I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna tinker a little bit later on tonight. Um, you know, this was this was put together, but I, I, I really do like the look of Alexander Arnold. Dina, Dina look like the look of because of the early fixtures, and Shaw is a no-brainer, really, in my opinion, at five point yeah. five million pounds. So you know, Cody and Ailing, I, I may look at, but as you pointed out, I, you know, I did have a look. They've got decent fixtures. Um, so at the moment, I'm struggling to see what I'm going to do in terms of changing it around. I may lose Fernandez and. And uh, yeah, I'm certainly probably going to pull the trigger on Buendia and bring Delhi in. So you know, they might, they might. You know, you've probably got a couple of easier decisions. You know, Buendia. To, you know, because especially he's carrying a bit of a knock as well. You know, the last thing you want to get into is, you know, injury territory, and you're not getting players even play. Um, you know, there's a couple who, who have you know yellow flags against their name. I mean, easier decisions, I guess, is you know. Just straight swap for Bundia to, to Deli Alley. Um, you could even downgrade Vidra, save a little bit of money, invest it elsewhere, maybe. Um, but you know, you've got to. You, it only makes sense if you're going to do something with that money um, and have a little bit of a plan. I mean, otherwise, it's big decisions, isn't it? A bit like me, you know. Do I keep what I've got? Do I trade in Fernandez for a menu asset slightly cheaper? You know, are they going to do as well? Um, they're those kind of big questions I need to ask, really. You know, I've got one Spurs asset in there, but Deli Ali might be a good cover asset to have. 
Um, but that means taking out someone like Rafinha or, you know, or even ditching Son. So it isn't easy. Um, I noticed we both haven't got any Man City assets, which is interesting. Um, it's probably a little bit of a first for both of us, but we know how frustrating it is with the whole pep roulette, like you mentioned earlier. So, I mean, you know, past players like Diaz, um, you know, looks like a great option. Him and Concello, six million. But are they better options than Shaw? I mean, I'm not convinced. Um, that's probably why we haven't got them. Gundawan's gone up in price. You know, 7.5 million is not bad, but they've got so many options, haven't they? I mean, you know, Grealish isn't even bad at 8 million, but I'm just worried about their playing time. You know, Foden's got that longer term injury now, so he's out for a couple of months. De Bruyne isn't probably not going to make the first game. So it's a toss up, really. You've got Torres, you've got Grealish, you've got Maros, you've got Sterling, you know, and then. You know, you've got other players, obviously, that can easily come in as well. So it's not easy. Yeah, I, yeah, and um, and the play that I'm, I am looking at, so like I said, we haven't got any Manchester City assets, which is quite damning, actually. But the one player I am looking at is, and you know, I was I was chatting to a friend yesterday um, about his team and that, and um, and um, he mentioned Grealish, and I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to have Grealish in it. And then he mentioned, oh, but, you know, De Bruyne's injured. And I was like, really? And he went, yeah, and now you mentioned Folden's injured as well. And the fact that they spent £100 million and they've got a couple of really good fixtures, you know, I'm, I may consider ditching Fernandes for Grealish because, you know, you, you ditch Fernandes £12 million, you bring Grealish in at £8 million and all of a sudden you freed up £4 million and you can go get a Lukaku in, right? And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, or you can go and get a Harry Kane, right? And, um, and, and you, you've still got a premium asset there, so you can still kind of jig your team further further along. So, if, if, you know, if, if I'm going to ditch anyone at the moment, uh, uh, that side it, it is going to be a Fernandes. So, uh, you know, I, I will probably look at Fernandes, seriously look at him and, and think, you know, can I get a better value? Can I, yeah, can I get a Son for 10 million? Is, is Son going to be yeah, a better a better value than, than Fernandes? You know, clearly if... Fernandez scores the same kind of points he did last year. I don't think Son was very far behind Fernandez at all last year. I think Son scored 200 points plus, and, and so did Fernandez. You know, Fernandez might have beaten him by about, I don't know, 10, 15 points, whatever it was in the end. But what, yeah, it wasn't, what um, wasn't much in it. I think Son was, um, you know, 10 or so points behind. Salah was up there as well. Um, Kane was literally just two points behind. So, I mean, Salah and, Salah and Son. And Fernandez effectively all scored similar points. Um, and, you know, if you're going to get... You would pay two million cheaper, wouldn't you, to get Son than Fernandez if Son was going to do the same again or have them both in. You know, it's a difficult decision. Um, it just depends where you reinvest that money, to be honest with you, um, and who you upgrade, isn't it, really, and how much... How, you've got to work out really in your head and try and guess how much more this upgraded player is going to get than the previous player and... You know, you ha- you have to weigh up all these things. It is difficult, but it, it is part of the fun. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, if you, you know, if you think about it, if Son scores the same points, Fernandez scores the same points. Son is better value at ten million, two million cheaper. And you know, if he scores ten points less than Fernandez over a season, you'd take that to save the two million because that two million then can be used to maybe bring in a Lukaku who made and finished top goal scorer, right? And you're thinking, wow, you know, that was a great move. So um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean. Grealish, Son, for Fernandez isn't a bad shout. Um, but you know, Man United have got some good early fixtures as well. 
Um, so it's, um, it, 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 the thing is that each side is going to play each side twice, right? So it's, it's all relative. But like you said, you want to see if you can get on the early good fixtures uh, and because, you know, a good start kind of set paves the way to how a season, how a season pans out or how a player performs, you know, a good start for a striker, for instance, because he has a good run of games can build that confidence levels to take them right through the season. You know, for James Tony starts really well for Brentford because they have a good run of good fixtures, but say for the first four or five and he, and he, and he scores a goal every game, then that can kind of, build that confidence to make that, you know, similar to Bamford. It started started well and kind of continued it through the season. So I think um, it's important when you when you think about that, you factor in, you do look at the pictures and you do factor it in so, mm-hmm. so that you can get players that can hit the ground running. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, it's um, it's been great getting you on here and, and chatting and, you know, we both use each other as a soundboard as well. I think there's, you know, we know there's still a key couple of decisions to make before the deadline and, I'm sure it's the same for everyone else out there. Um, there's a couple of straight swaps that look appealing, but yeah, it's good to look through. And like I said earlier, you know, going full circle, it's 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 good to look at those first fixtures. You know, it's not just about game week one to three. It's really about, I would say, the first 10 game weeks and, and seeing how your team look and who can come in where and really just do that extra level of planning to see, you know, if you're going to have a strong team each week. And um, yeah, and just be prepared to make those kind of, big decisions um you know you've got to have that money invested in the team rather than sitting there on a bench but you need to work out a way that you can a plan to easily upgrade certain positions as well so Harpo I'm sure I'm sure we'll keep in touch about the teams I'm sure it won't definitely be staying the same either I mean especially with me without Trent and you know you, yourself without any Spurs players must be a first as well so um yeah we'll, we'll keep in touch and uh hopefully we'll have a, a strong game week one yeah, sure, Paul. Yeah, thanks for thanks for the the conversation and and uh, yeah, let's see um, let's see how we get on. Uh, you know, it's exciting times. The season's kicking back off again, and uh, you know, fantasy for another thirty eight game weeks. It should be fun. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it'll be good to talk to you uh, soon. Talk to you soon. Yeah, All right. thanks, Paul.